You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. Each week, we spotlight members of the WordPress community. I'm your host, Doc Pop, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and my contributions at torquemag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. You can also download the episodes directly from WMR.fm. According to the World Health Organization, around 285 million people worldwide have moderate to severe vision impairment that can make it difficult for these users to access all of the content across the web. Uh, they, they can access certainly parts of it and a, you know large parts of it, but there might still be parts that are difficult for some users to reach. I feel like web designers are thinking more critically about building more accessible websites these days, and it's been a hot topic in the WordPress community. I believe more accessible websites make the web more inclusive, but they also make the web a better experience for all users, even those that don't identify as visually impaired. Today, we're going to talk to Bud Krause, the Chief Education Officer at Joy of WP. He's also been a contributor at TorqueMag.io. Bud recently gave a talk at WordCamp Europe titled, Using Low Vision as My Tool to Help Me Teach WordPress. And in his talk, Bud demonstrated the tools and methods he uses to surf the web, but he also talks about how his experience has made him a better WordPress educator. So I'm excited to talk with Bud about this. Bud, why don't, why don't you kick us off by just telling us how you got into WordPress? Well, thanks, Doc, and thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. It all started back in 2009 when I was having lunch at the Oyster Bar in Grand Central New York City, where a client said to me, you know, Bud, you ought to learn WordPress. And I said, no, I'm a rage against the machine kind of guy. And he looked at me seriously and he said, no, you've got to learn WordPress. Here, here's my username and password for my website. Go in there, fiddle around with it, see what plugins do. And I did. And I set up my own WordPress site. And once I realized, oh, maybe a year later that you could do something called a child theme and make WordPress your own, I was hooked. And little did I know what would happen years later too. So that's how I got started with it. You were already teaching like web design at the time or did you get yeah, into web I, design through that? Yes, I was. I was teaching at Pratt Institute in New York City. I was really teaching HTML and CSS and a little bit of JavaScript. And 
So I just didn't see any place for WordPress, but eventually I did. And I started teaching WordPress at the Fashion Institute of Technology and teaching it online and doing all kinds of things as far as teaching goes for businesses as well. And and, and back then, this was the early, you know, 2011, 12, whatever, there, there was a huge market. Everybody wanted to learn WordPress. So that was great. You recently gave a talk and you also based it on a Smashing Magazine post that you did back in 2018, which is a great article. The talk is called Using Low Vision as My Tool to Help Me Teach WordPress. And I'm curious, you mentioned in the talk that you have moderate vision impairment through macular degeneration. I'm curious about the tools that you use to surf the web. Can you tell us a little bit just about like the, the tools that you use and how not all visually impaired users use the same tools and settings? Well, that is absolutely correct because vision loss or any disability for that matter is very idiosyncratic. So not everybody uses the same solutions. And I always believe don't use technology for something that you don't really need. So I don't really need a whole lot, but I do need things that, let's say, a normally sighted person doesn't use. For example, I do a lot of zooming in and zooming out so I can see things. I use a lot of voiceover so I can hear things. And really, that's about it. Um, I don't have to use, like, people who are more severely uh, impacted use JAWS and other technologies like that, which are much more complicated to learn than what I use. Yeah. When watching your talk, I was reminded of when I think of visual impairment, which again, I'm, I'm actually a little bit on the, I, I don't have great vision. So I definitely use a lot of these accessibility tools myself. But for some reason, even though I'm using uh, some of these tools, I still think of designing accessible web pages as being you know, alt tags and make sure you're marking headers instead of just doing like bold headers, you're actually marking your things properly and kind of these sort of things. And so your talk was just a reminder that like not everyone's using a screen reader. Uh, right. You know, they all have different ways of kind of using the web. But if you use markup correctly, regardless of your interest or, or lack thereof in accessibility, you're doing things the right way and it'll benefit so many things as search engine optimization to mention one. So I've always taught people web design standards before there was really a term called web design standards. Um, it's just the right way of doing things. So, you know, mm -hmm. that's the best way to go. So how has your experience helped you communicate and teach WordPress to others? Well, for one, there's a couple of things. One is I can't go into a classroom and just wing it. You know, I have to be super prepared. I have to know exactly what I'm going to be doing that day. And even if it's, especially if it's new material, I have to really rehearse. So, because I can't go into class and read stuff, I have to sort of memorize it. And that's okay. Uh, it makes you a better teacher, actually. You're, you're really prepared. And that's really something that I learned from just having a vision loss is, you know, no winging it. You've just got to, you, you've got to be prepared to, mm -hmm. you've got to have a good lesson plan going in and not, and so there, there is a disadvantage if students say, well, we want to do something totally different. Or you say, no, we have to stay on the, you know, we have to sort of stick to the plan here. And usually they do. So that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just one. There's other things too. Like for example, you know, there's a principle in accessible design grouping. We all, we like to group things, makes it easier for technology, for people to understand. And so I group things too. Like I'll teach things in groups. Maybe we'll do everything about pages. Maybe we'll do everything about posts. Maybe we'll do everything about themes, sort of like to keep these things together. 
And I think it's sometimes a little more understandable if you, if you use grouping as an idea. Um, and that's something definitely I learned from accessible design. So, mm -hmm. so when you're talking about grouping, you're saying that that's going to be you, that that's a, a thing that you do for, for practicality, um, on your end as a, as a right. teacher, but, right. but that benefits students because uh, it kind of helps keep things well, packed together. And, yes. Yeah. I think it's more, if instead of being all over the place that, you know, students have sort of a, they understand like we're going to be, and if they have a syllabus, they can see. You know, today we're going to be talking all about pages, or we're going to be talking about posts, or we're going to be talking about images. Now, you can't, from a practical standpoint, you just can't put all these things in nice, neat little silos. We know that. Mm -hmm. But if you can, to a certain extent, keep that idea of grouping things like that, I think it's, you know, really, um, you know, much, it's going to be helpful for the students. Mm hmm and you, but I was kind of curious about this as you were talking. You, you we're talking about your experience as an educator. I'm curious for students. Have you ever had a group of students that themselves were maybe visually yes. impaired? Yeah. How, how did that change how you taught to them? Uh, well, it's I, I, I'm going to change your question a little bit because I've mm -hmm. never had any. I don't think I've had anybody who was visually impaired, but I had a deaf student, mm -hmm. and I thought that was really interesting because what I learned from from that experience was. When you're deaf, you can't just read the words in your mind because that's 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 audio. So there's no they don't have an ability to do that. That's what American Sign Language is all about. And that's when I started learning. Oh, now I get it. And in fact, this student who was very bright, who was a really good designer too. He he had he brought to class a um, a signer. So every time he came to class, somebody would sign whatever I was um, teaching, which was kind of interesting, and it worked. But um, yeah, so that, I, you know, I'd actually, you know, uh, I thought that was a really interesting experience. I also tried to teach somebody who was severely uh, impaired um, from a cognitive standpoint, from a um, visual and auditory standpoint, and it was, it was impossible. It was really, really tough. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, there's, there's, it's, there's I mean, I, I, I want to say there's only so much you can do. Now, I'm not a trained person in that field, so you know maybe that was really on me, but you can see where this can be very difficult in some you know in a very, very tiny minority of the popul segment of the population. but mm -hmm. there are people that are severely impaired who want access to the web. And you know one thing I've learned over time is if you make things accessible for people like me, you'll make it better for everybody. And that's really, to me, the key to accessible accessibility, which is really, who cares about making websites for me? Don't you want to make it better for everybody else? And the answer is yes. And the way to do that is through accessibility. Yeah, absolutely. The analogy I always appreciated was when they built sidewalk ramps for wheelchair right. users, exactly. it ended up benefiting everybody. You know, if I Correct. sprained my ankle, now I had an easier way to get down. If I had a baby that's and I had a stroller, it just sort of makes true. The, the experience better for everyone. Absolutely. And it's the same thing with curb cuts, that kind of thing. I mean, don't we want curb cuts? It's just so much easier to step off a curb or ride a bike or whatever. Well, sure. And also to, you know, wheel somebody down in a wheelchair. Same thing. Again, the, the concept of making things better for everybody. If I could say one thing real, you know, one thing I, I always, because of my vision Impairment, I, I sort of look at it as a gift, actually, in that I can see things about accessibility and usability that other people can't see. <laughs> and so 
you know, I mean, I don't look at myself as poor me. I sort of like sometimes think lucky me because I get to see things in a different way and just understand things in a, in a different way. Not saying better or whatever. It's just mm -hmm. different. And that's a great spot for us to take a quick break. We are going to come back and continue our discussion with Bud Krauss about the conversation that he had at WordCamp Europe about being a presenter and uh, just educating WordPress in general. So stay tuned for more WordPress news after this break. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc Pop. Today, I'm talking to Bud Krause, the Chief Education Officer at Joy of WP, who's been teaching web design for many years and recently gave a talk at WordCamp Europe. Bud, you mentioned at the end of the talk that this was a dream of yours. Can you tell us about that? Oh, I certainly can. So, you know, in like 2015, 16, 17, I'd be watching the stream of WordCamp Europe and I'm sitting at my computer thinking, God, wouldn't it really be cool to go to WordCamp Europe? I mean, what an experience that would be. And so I don't know what got into me, but Last year, I started thinking, well, I'm going to apply to speak at WordCamp Europe. What the heck? You know, they'll never pick me. So I don't have to worry about anything. You know, just, uh, just apply. And I did. And, I, you know, I chose the one topic. Uh, I, I felt like I just had, you know, one story in me to give. And that was on, uh, you know, how I use low vision to uh, help me understand. Well, it's um, what, what did I, it's called using, uh, using low vision. What was the topic? I don't even remember the name anymore. Um, but using low vision is my tool to help to help me teach WordPress. And um, uh, and I applied and I waited to hear. And the day, uh, the day I heard was March 31st. I'll never forget. 6.15 in the morning, I go into my office. I look at the email and it says, the first three words were, we are thrilled. And I stopped right there. And I knew, and I said to myself, oh, they must have made a mistake. They, they you know, they, this is sent to the wrong person. And I kept on reading and I said, you know, whoa, it really was me. And I was very tempted to wake up my wife and tell her because she'd been wanting to go to Greece, to Greece and the, uh, and Santorini forever. Mm. And, um, she got up and when she saw it, she did a double take and I, and she says, I guess we're going to Greece. <laughs> so, and of course I had told everybody that I applied, but the chances of me getting picked were like one in a thousand. And it turned out. Not that bad of an odds, but pretty slim odds. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm forever grateful to the WordCamp Europe organizers for for choosing me. And yeah, so you, you at this point, uh, up until this point, you had never even been to WordCamp Europe, which is no. uh, one of the largest, if not the largest WordCamps in the yeah. world ever. And uh, your first time going, you gave a massive presentation. Kudos on that. Well... My wife said I did a really good job, and she's a very tough critic. So if she said I did a good job, I'll take it. Uh, it was really uh, an honor of a lifetime. It was an experience I, I will never, it's impossible to forget. Um, and I don't want to forget it. And I met 
you know, so many people that I already know, but more important or as important, I met whole lots of new people that I sort of met in the weeks leading up to WordCamp Europe. I was reaching out and meeting new people on Twitter and LinkedIn and elsewhere. And it was great. It was just absolutely, um, I don't know. I, you know, I feel my, I feel like, geez, I'm so fortunate to, to have done all this. I mean, I get to go to WordCamp Europe and really just talk about myself. Now, mm-hmm. if I may say, I, I gave this talk in Boston uh, a couple of years earlier and I was terrible and I would have booed myself off the stage. And I, <laughs> I said to myself, if you ever give that talk again, you better do a much better job. So really, I rebuilt the whole thing and I think I did a much better job. So Awesome. And yeah. so now that you've got this under your belt, are you getting ready for your uh, pitches next year? Are you going to try to give a talk at a WordCamp Asia? <laughs> Well, that's funny you, you you should say that because yes, I although I've never had well, we've had one WordCamp Asia. I haven't had the drive to go to WordCamp Asia. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking like, you know, it would be kind of cool to go to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So I am starting to consider, but you know, that I'm thinking like, well, what would you talk about? Well, I have actually two ideas. I mean, this the one I gave at WordCamp Europe is definitely one of them, but you know, would they cross check to see a if I gave that talk already, who knows, you know, what, what's the harm in, in applying? There's nothing, there's, you know, no harm at all. Hmm. And, you know, I have to say too, when I applied to speak at WordCamp Europe, I really spent like no time at all putting the topic together because I just felt like, why waste a lot of time here? They're never going to pick you. <laughs> so it happened. Well, let's come back a little bit to your experience as a a web designer and someone who's been using the web for, right. for a long time and got into right. WordPress and, and, you know, really found home here. Um, I'm just kind of curious as a, as a visually impaired user yourself, how do you feel about WordPress as a tool for, for other users? And have you heard from other members of the community you know, about like their experience? Yeah. Fair question. I am not at all plugged really into the WordPress accessibility community. I'm just not for, mm-hmm. because I don't know, I just, I know, you know, I'm a stakeholder, but you know, just, it's, it's like not the thing I, I don't really, it's very, I really, it's like, you can see I'm kind of struggling to articulate mm-hmm. this. Um, I don't really consider myself impaired. I mean, I know I am. Okay. And I'm not really terribly interested in, listen, I, you know, in the in in the year two thousand, I was teaching a course at Pratt Institute called Accessible Web Design. So it's not like I've never heard of this stuff. Okay, I mean, I was teaching it when browsers didn't support it. People didn't know what the heck I was talking about. Why would I? What does that mean? Accessible web design. So it's not like I don't know the subject, uh, but I am not an expert in. You know, I couldn't tell you all the ins and outs of the web content accessibility guidelines 2.1 or whatever it is now. Uh, although I, you know, I know it exists and I know the fundamentals of it. Um, so um, what was the question? I'm sorry. No, that wasn't what I meant. Uh, I just, um, I, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm a stakeholder and it's a subject that interests me. And I certainly know when something is not usable or accessible and there is a difference between the two, but it's not something that interests me, let's say, on a professional level. So I made the decision quite a while ago that I wasn't going to, um, you know, become an an expert in accessibility. 
uh, for the web. And I'm not mm-hmm. by any means. So do I, you know, can I tell you all about how accessible Gutenberg is? No, I cannot tell you. You know, I've heard lots of things and I have not heard good things, but I'm not an expert at all. So I don't, I don't feel myself uh, qualified. I, whenever I see something that I think is just, just terrible, I'll say something to somebody in the community, but that's about it. I, I don't, yeah, I don't um, look at myself as, you know, accessibility is not a specialty of mine. Let's just say that, but I certainly mm-hmm. have familiarity with it. That's a good spot for us to take our final break. And when we come back, we'll talk with Bud a little bit more about some of the other projects he's working on and some some news he might have in the future. So stay tuned for more WordPress news after this quick break. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc Pop. Today, I'm talking to Bud Kraus. We've talked about his experience teaching at WordCamp EU and his experience as a WordPress educator for many years. And now I want to talk about the things, Bud, that you're working on now. What are some of the projects that you have going on this year now that you got that talk out of the way? Well, one thing I have to say is, uh, before I get into I'll tell you in a sec, but I am not a site developer, okay? So I don't have mm-hmm. projects like that. In fact, I call myself a reluctant site developer. What I am doing these days, and this started about six months ago, is providing WordPress content for WordPress businesses. So a company like InstaWP will say, will you do some videos on something like how to convert an Elementor site to Gutenberg? Sure. Or will you create a course for us? Let's say this is OS training that has um, a lot of training on WordPress courses. And I just finished something called Elementor 101 for that? Or will you write blog posts? Like right now I'm working on, we're about to start one for GoDaddy, which is about um, how to use ChatGPT to spin up a custom post type plugin, which is really cool. I mean, I just love that. And it really points the way of how WordPress will, or how developers will work going forward. Now I'm not a developer, but what's so great about it is you really don't have to be, you just have to know how to use the prompt in ChatGPT and then maybe how to do some edits in the code, but it's not very difficult. It's very cool. So I'm excited about doing that. And other projects like uh, I will be doing a um, webinar for, or presentation, I don't like the word webinar, presentation for uh, the Learn WordPress initiative on um, using the, it's called demystifying the navigation block which everybody seems to be struggling with for for good reason, if you ask me. So I'm always looking for opportunities to either write, create videos, any kind of WordPress content for WordPress vid- so for um, for WordPress businesses. So and that's going to be my thing from now on. And I must say too, it really leverages all the contacts I have from the WordPress community. You know, I've been very fortunate to meet and know a lot of people in the great community. And I never really knew, it's sort of like by accident, I said, you know, I could make, I could work with these people. I would love to work with these people. So that's really what is really happening now with me. And you know, I've sort of turned away from developing websites because if you do it at all, if you do it long enough, you're just going to eventually hate yourself and hate, hate, hate web development. Mm-hmm. So, and you're, you're going to be at WordCamp US, uh, not giving a yeah. presentation, but you said that you are going to be part of the community summit. Yeah. I'm excited to be going to the community summit because number one, I really don't know what it is. Uh, I know that it is something that's been restarted after COVID. Um, I I believe it's 
you know, it's basically going to be two days of talking about how to strengthen the WordPress community. And uh, I've pitched an idea to the organizers about what we could talk about, but we'll see. Uh, it, it should be great. I mean, I know that uh, I'm going to be in D.C. for like five days now because of the community summit. And I won't be a contributor day, but I will be at the two days of the Word uh, WordCamp US. So that should be really, you know, I've been very fortunate this summer because I started out at WordCamp Europe. And then two weeks after that, I went to WordCamp Montclair, which is a small community in New Jersey. And saw a lot of the WordCamp or some of the WordCamp Europe people there as well. And then on to WordCamp US in August. So, wow, I really feel I've been at WordCamp all summer, which is great. Let's wrap this up here. What's a good spot for people to be able to follow the projects you're working on and reach out to you with any questions they might have? Sure. Uh, if you want to contact me, I have a contact form on my site, which is joyofwp.com. It's real easy to remember. Now, it's not Joy of WordPress. It's joyofwp.com. And you can also email me, which is bud at joyofwp.com. So I don't make it hard to get a hold of me. It's really easy to get a hold of me. And please do. And and I just want to reiterate, because you said this too, but I just want to say anyone listening, if you are looking for some content, you're looking for videos, you're looking for articles, Bud is taking orders now. Now's a good time to reach out to you, right? <laughs> thanks, Doc. Well, thanks for listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. You can follow my adventures on Twitter at the Torque Mag. That's where we tweet. That's at the Torque Mag. You can also go to Torque Mag. .io to find uh, old articles like the ones Bud has shared with us, as well as breaking news and tutorials and things like that. So go to torquemag.io for more of those. You could subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or you can download it from WMR.fm. I'm your host, Dr. Popular. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love spotlighting members of the community each and every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.